This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Harry's Razors. Get high-quality razors for half the price. Go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com right now and enter code BCPOD at checkout to get $5 off your order. Free shipping ends on December the 9th, so act now. Go to harrys.com right now to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. And don't forget to enter BCPOD at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com, code BCPOD. Today's show is also sponsored by Lyft. The free Lyft app gets users a ride in minutes, on demand, 24-7, for less than the cost of a cab. Right now, listeners get three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value. When you enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN, that's three free rides when you enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN. And today's show is also sponsored by Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to find the perfect candidate? ZipRecruiter finds candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Right now, listeners can post jobs for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. When you love porn and you don't know what to do. When you like stealing and you don't know what to do. Uh, when uh, you like murder uh, and you don't uh, know what to do. Uh, just We're here for it. you. Just accept it. Just accept it. Just accept it. Just accept it. it. There's just nothing you can do. Bad Christian. A bad Christian. Just accept it. A bad Christian. Porn, murder, just stealing, accept. killing, killing, death. Accept. So porn and looking at porn and murder are the that's the same category. If you're (laughs) if you grow up in youth group, porn's a little bit worse. If you grow up in most men's small groups, porn's a tad bit worse. Yeah, you got the one guy that's like, you know, I I murdered today on the way to work. Oh. Well, I could okay, shoot myself. I killed that. seven people today. Yep. No, that's not good. Murder. That's not good at all. I'm actually doing a badass bit next Monday that's about men's groups and how everything is porn. <laughs> <laughs> every single th- every single time men get together, I'm struggling with my eyes, man. I'm lusting. It's just all. It's always. I mean, any women. All you have to know is that when men get together and they're talking about their deep secrets, it's porn. But no, if men are get, get together, they're either talking about like boning chicks or that they feel bad about they've been looking at porn. It's one of two right. types of groups of men. <laughs> you're one. You're in one group or the other at any given time. And some men go in both groups, but that's right. Yeah, it, it's all about the penis, though. Right. Men love talking about the penis. It's just 100 percent penis, penis, penis all the time. All all thoughts, all of conversation. And it starts anyway. at a young age. It starts at a yep. very young age. All right, so let's, Man, let's, start, give us let's some info. start with good I feel like news. You have info you want well, to tell let's people. Play, I see it on your face. Yeah, let's play well, good. My, Joey, shut up. Go ahead. Toby, you, you can talk whenever you want to. I'm just kidding. Let's do good news, bad news for now. Does that work for y'all? Oh, oh God. Oh, some good lows, good. Man. This some is bad. like youth group. Come on. Yeah, I say bad news first. Bad news first. Yeah, bad news first is the always the way to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to make it a... Uh, Good news, bad news, good news. So it's a sandwich, though. Does that work? Okay. Okay. All right. Yes, I can deal with that. All right. So the really good news is uh, we started a new company. Oh, man. So I didn't, I think y'all know that, but. Uh, yeah, I did. It's, it's very, very poignant or poignant, as Joey it's would poignant. say. It's poignant. Very poignant. We just started a company called BC Supply. The website's bc.supply. And uh, that's been a really big deal. We've invested a bunch of money in it, and people like to know about that. And I think I talked about it before, but we spent about twenty five thousand uh, dollars 
uh, designing, web developing, product development, inventory, fulfillment systems. It's really interesting. And it's like, basically, the good news is we are wildly successful. This podcast has worked. Emory worked. Uh, all the things that we've built worked. And so we're trying to expand those things. So, you know, when I say worked, I don't mean like anything other than they continue to exist and grow. I wouldn't yeah, say we're exist. wildly successful <laughs> totally financially, but really they're impressive given the realm of things that we've done. They Things tend to work out, and that's really – I'm really am thankful for that. I think it's gone really good. So BC Supply has been – All praise to our Lord and Savior, yeah, Jesus so it, Christ. So this one's a scary. Christ. This one was more of a financial investment and a time, and, a, and we're going to see how it goes. And uh, just from – His pain, your gain. Just for being open the first day is all we know so far, but it did really well. So we, re- we recovered uh, some percentage of our investment right up front in the first day. So that's really good. The bad news – not this isn't bad news, but this is a tip as I, I – lean toward the bad news. Tip of this dick. Here's the tip is, you know, launching stuff is hard, but here's my best advice to you is I never think it's a good idea to launch something on Monday because it means all weekend and Sunday night you had to do all this work and you can't get any right. help. It's Sunday night. You know, the technical stuff, other people working. I mean, whatever it is, it's the worst thing. People yeah. always say, oh, Monday morning we'll launch it. That means you're going to ruin your weekend and right. probably not make launch anyway. The only thing worse yeah. than that is when you launch a company on a holiday weekend right just so that you can make cyber monday for your launch so we we had to cram it in there but it was pretty hectic and particularly i want to thank devin and reva and they did the brunt and shelton and yeah and our developer and designer did a lot too but reva hans but that's been real that's been really that's (laughs) that's just a tip now Anyway, BC Supply is the good news. So we have. I actually do love that it's BC dot Supply. Like yes. I think that's so cool to type that in. It's a like cool I, domain. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just a cool do- domain. I guess it's just changing. It. Your, your domain now can be anything. But how cool is it? I all I typed in in Google was BC dot Supply, and it just came up. I think that's so neat. Yeah, it's great. So I think our website's beautiful. The products we have are amazing, and I feel great about this company because we spent a long time not just trying to make some. I wouldn't call it even a clothing line. I don't even like that. Um, we just made goods that we like, high-quality leather stuff, bags that we carry, stuff that we notice and use that's functional for travel. I mean, that's what this thing is about. We're not fashion people, but we're exploring making quality goods and showing them to other people that fit our lifestyle. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, And it's better than just slinging T-shirts that you don't care about, whatever's the latest trend in band T-shirts. I mean, this stuff we actually really have put the time in to care about the products and stuff that we use and wear. Anyway, that's bc.supply. Now, and that's really all the good part of the good news. Here's the bad news that I've got next oh, for you. Shit. Um, oh, shit. And the, so we have this... Father God. We have this Chris, this bad hey, Christian... Before, before you say that, I just want to agree with Toby. I love that you can type in bc.supply, period, and then supply. Father God, we come to you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord, for the good news of BC dot supply. <laughs> Father God, we come to you now in in need of what Matt's about to say. No, this isn't it, that bad, but it is bad. Lord, it feel, it feels bad. Give Toby um, and I ears to hear. So in God, give us the damn ears that we need to hear this shit, Lord. So <laughs> in the in the uh, mix to do this Christmas, the Seattle Christmas party, and then we decided to extend it to do West Coast Christmas parties. Oh, I think shit. there may there's been an error in uh, in our learning as far as to how to correctly value 
do stuff and promote stuff with clarity. And I think it's my Fuck. fault. I think I set the price wrong and Shit. that it was too obscure, but we were not able to sell a Matt, are you admitting to wrongdoing? Oh yeah. I'm a you big, made a mistake? Yeah, I make a lot of mistakes. Motherfucker, man. So uh, this was probably I'll take I'll take ownership of this one, but we weren't able to really sell any you, significant amount of tickets for the West Coast uh Christmas shows. And Shit. so much so that they would be a, an absolute loss financially and we'd be gone for five days. So it sucks and I don't have any and way. I think it was uh, about a hundred people for each. And no, we no, just, no. I mean, I'll go, I'll, I'll share the numbers with you because that's the easiest way to do stuff. Sell the truth. Don't but you do it. We are, can't, we are, the Seattle Christmas party is essentially sold out. I'm going to leave it open and a few more people want to buy tickets, they can um, before we cut it off, but it's sold out. Um, My God. But the, the other ones that we were doing down the West Coast, we're going to have to cancel those. So I'm going to give everybody their money back tomorrow. Um, the, Unless that, you want us to now, keep it. Matt, now, Matt, would you say also maybe not the price point? Do you think the enemy had anything? It to do could with be this? the enemy. Did we I, put hedges I, I around this shit? Hey, no, did I, we don't, I, don't, I didn't don't, put hedges. Don't joke I, I about it too much because people are hearing this for the first time, and there are a lot of people that did buy tickets. So I am sincerely apologizing. <laughs> hey, for do that. we have so? Do we have bad Christian prayer backers? N- jo- let me explain it to the people, Joey, so we don't make too much fun. I'm trying to apologize. I just apologize. want to know if we have prayer backers. Matt, we have a, prayer he's backers. He's a pastor, man. Yes, we do. He's a pastor. So um, we 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 got about thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars in total ticket sales. Um, and we're going to be gone six days, flights, rental car, hotel. Uh, you know, the, ho- the rental car is a hundred dollars a day. The hotels, we always have about, prostitutes about a hundred dollars a day. We would have lost money. So, so about, it does feel bad yeah. to say, tell these people that are, have already paid. Sorry, we're not coming, but we actually would have lost money and been away from our families losing money, which at this point in my 40 year old life is very awful. Yeah. Feeling. Well, it's also, wife, it's I'm also, gonna if there's going to no be, money. if there's going to be nine or 11 people that, that isn't the podcast environment that was going to be right. fun anyway. Yes. So the, in the long and short of it, we failed. We don't have that value to sell those tickets at that price. To if do we could have broken even, event. I think we would have still done it, but yeah. yes, you're right. Also, it, here's why I feel bad. So we'll I get it figured out in bunch, the future. There's a bunch of people that wanted to come and it just doesn't seem to work out so we will definitely do the podcast again in california and we'll be smarter about it and do it the right way also i think we didn't here's one thing i'm realizing we don't promote things very well we say things and don't do a good job of promotion and maybe we hit people too soon i'm realizing that more and more so We'll get uh, we it figured out. We probably do a better job of explaining what we're doing earlier. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll we'll get that figured out. So that is the bad news, and I sincerely apologize to everybody about that. Now, me too. Can we get back with more good news? Can I go back to good news now? I guess I'm just down. All right. Well, yeah, I want to bring on this a little bit. I'll bring you back reflect. up. The Seattle Christmas party is going to be so unbelievable. Like I said, it's already sold out. We will. So we're leave, sorry if you live in LA. We will leave the tickets open and sell a few more before we cut it off. And depends how many guests come. But we're essentially sold out on there. It's going to be great. And I said on there that we have a special. We have special guests and stuff like that. So, uh, real quick, bad news. I asked Dave Bazan to come and sing some songs. He said he would love to, but he's going to be out of town. So that's. Would have been cool, but there's I'm I'm trying to get some other fun people that aren't normal BC people to come to, and one of them is Mike Carrera from MXPX. He's coming and he's gonna Woo. he's gonna hang out with us, maybe do a little of the podcast, yeah. and he's gonna pl- do some songs. So I think that awesome. one, that's pretty neat. So anybody that if that puts you over the edge, you can still buy a ticket and come hang out with us. And uh, very cool. you know, Vocal Few, Kings Kaleidoscope, Zach Bolin, uh, Emery. 
<laughs> Sherwood, Emory, we're all going to do Christmas music there, and we're going to do a live podcast. That's going to be great. Um, and here's the thing. Since we canceled the West Coast shows, here's where it really gets good. Here's where the news gets great. Well, I, we've decided to, instead of trying to travel to a few of those cities, do a special Christmas party while y'all are in town for everybody who's not in Seattle. So I'm going to call that the BC Pod Christmas Party Global. Oh, hell I yeah. I like okay. that. So that's what I'm going to call that. it because it's for the whole globe. And so yeah. we're going to actually Jesus bring some praised. decorations and do stuff here. And we're going to play. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to replay. We're going to video capture our Christmas party yes. here in Seattle for everybody who can't come. And we're going to capture the songs and the audio performances with video. And then we're going to replay those. And the three of us will be here and we'll throw a party. And this is going to be a private party um, on Tuesday, December the 13th. And so anybody that wants to come to that can, but it's going to be pay what you want free. So it's a free thing. All you have to do is sign up. You go to badchristian.com right now, click the link, sign up for it, and we're going to throw a Christmas party right here while y'all are in town um, and and do clips of and show the performances from the one we had in Seattle, and we're going to talk and do interact with the people that come that watch the global party. We're going to take questions and do all that stuff. So it'll be a fun night, like a Chris, BC Christmas special live on the internet, and it's invite only. So go to badchristian.com and sign up for that. And like I said, it's totally free, or you can tip and pay what you want. And so I like calling it global because it sounds like a Sounds like when I was at Mars Hill and they had a big controversy because they solicited a bunch of donations for Mars Hill Global. And then it turned out yeah. they just like used it to like help Mark in his book and like our local campuses. Let me see if I got this right. So anybody on, on earth that can't come to Seattle That's right. will still get to basically go to the party. Yep. They can sign up. That's right. Where do they sign up? Where do you Badchristian.com. You'll see it right there on ba- the main page. Badchristian.com. You sign up there, so you'll still get to see all the performances. And then we're going to do, us three are doing a live podcast during the performances yep. for those people that, that sign up yep. at a, the a online private So it'll party. be That's the online cool. version, and we'll be there live doing a Christmas party for everybody that couldn't come. So, yeah, go sign up there. I love and, it. And, uh, I love and we'll that do it. It'll be a private event. Just the people that sign up through email can come. We'll give you a private link, and we'll have a, a, a you know, we'll do a little party. Tuesday, we'll that'll be time. two Tuesdays from now. Maybe we can take some uh, p- Christmas questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the party co- goers. All right. I love that idea. Very cool. <sighs> well, Matt, all thanks, right. man. Sorry thanks for that for, long-winded yeah. intro, but I had stuff well, I had to explain. That's okay. I, well, all right. Here's, here's the thing. Joey, I want to – I know this sounds funny. I'm missing church, bud. So you have any uh, church-like news? <laughs> like in, in – <laughs> What's church like? <laughs> Without me there, are you happier? Like I'm not there anymore. Is there something about like is church more enjoyable? Because you you know I'm negative. I can be very negative and disparaging and kind of a downer. <laughs> like, do you think you enjoy church more without me? Oh man, you, you can be honest. I do. I do think that you you were more right than I thought, but I also maintain. <laughs> I also maintain the fact that you you were you were a huge encouragement to me when when you came and you were for a while but yeah I do think over time it was yeah. kind of a like I'm already skeptical and negative right. on my own I don't need someone to reinforce that but I I've actually I've been trying uh, I've been like in a a stage where I've I've been kind of warring against 
my skepticism. Like I've been trying to be skeptical of my skepticism because everything well, you just that think I you're see, being negative. Like what? when you say skeptic, when you say skepticism, it's almost implying that you're being negative. Like, well, is that, is that I would is that say skepticism to, to me is not negative, but I'm so skeptical of everything. It becomes negative. Like, I think you can be too right. skeptical. And the thing is, is yeah. everything that I see wrong with the church, I can't be right about it all. There's just no way. So I'm trying right. to doubt my skepticism. So today I'm listening to a teacher. He says a lot of good stuff, but a lot of stuff I would never say. But I'm like, OK, OK, I get it. I see where he's coming from. I'm tracking like what? with you. Like, like what? what? What do you what is he just, saying that you wouldn't like say church, that you agree with? Big church theory stuff and like how to love on people and how to, you know, get people in the door like was the and sermon love about, on them and get was them the to sermon come about back. mega churches. Like, was it about a mega a bit? You said, I mean, big this church. guy, this guy is coming from Hillsong. So he's basically pep talking you know, other people, other ministry workers. All right. Into so, what? Yeah. You got to be I'm so really a little more specific. I'm, like usually I'm sitting there with somebody like that and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I, I'm like, I'm like, no, this guy's got a lot of good things to say. I wouldn't say it like that. And I disagree with a lot of it. But then he says a couple of things that I just couldn't believe it. And like, he, so here's one. He actually talked about how, you know, if the, if the sermon is going to be filmed and people are watching it in other locations or maybe online and you've got, a lot of empty seats in the middle, he said, you should have done, you know, due diligence and trying to get everybody sitting in the middle. And if there's going to be empty seats, have the empty seats on the side, because you don't want people looking online and seeing empty seats, man. That's just disheartening. Even to the point where he said, if you're going to have a problem, let the problem be that you have to bring more seats in to accommodate more people instead of having empty seats that aren't used mm-hmm. he said and that we do because we love people and we want them to feel like so this, so this was a message though to church staff right yes. like that, he was he was he was actually he wasn't this wasn't a sermon he was preaching no no no, no, no. this, this yeah, yeah, is okay. specifically okay. to staff and so then i was just like wait a second man we're just like on two totally different planets i love this guy but here i am back at the hitting the reset button with trying to start all over again with being skeptical of my skepticism. But I'm like, how can I, when someone just equated loving people with making sure things look vibrant and full in so a, you're thinking, physically, you're thinking that they're doing everything like, they can to excuse like techniques of production and justifying that in a way, to, but there's, they're saying it like, well, but this is being loving or, or something. They're disguising and, their, their need for numbers and growth or presentation and, and trying to say it a different way. Yeah. And I, no, I don't think they're trying to say it in a different way. I'm actually think that they are saying what it is. You're like, saying, the, okay, how about this? You a- Answer this question. Cause I don't know behind the scenes in the mega church world. It's just a ton of people talking about techniques of how to look better and be bigger and grow numbers. Is that, is yes, that- and I truly believe that their in motivation is at least they think it's in the right direction. They think that, hey, if we can get people here, then that's beneficial to them. And I do think that there, there's, there's obviously some truth to that. But all I'm saying is I can even go with that. Okay, you want people to come? Okay, I get that. They're going to hear you know, about Jesus, maybe be encouraged. I'm with you there. I'm not 100%. But then when you get to the point where you want to manipulate how people feel as a result of seeing P 
people full in the building and having to add seats. I'm like, wait, I, I just that's where I have to. No, you're saying they would take away seats just to make the like to make it where people literally couldn't get seats, but the overall impact is the image on video would be better. Yes, yeah. we were basically instructed by someone outside of our church. He said, "Hey, if you're gonna, you know, if if you really want to go above and beyond." Make sure that there's less seats in the building to where you need more and people see you having to bring more chairs in. And he didn't say, oh, and that makes us look good. He says, and that is loving people. Yeah. Because we, you know, that is us showing love to them that we would go so far as to make it so seem So it just feels like, like bullshit to you, awesome. though. I mean, so you're sitting there just thinking this is bullshit. I'm just, yeah, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't go with that. So in other words, he was saying enough stuff where I was just like, yeah, I can go with that. That's not how I would say it. I probably disagree with this. I disagree with that, but no, I'm with you. I can, I can hang with this. But then he goes there and I'm like, can, like, I just don't think like, it's like his roots, <laughs> like the very foundation of what he's saying, all this to me was just completely negated. Like yep. everything that he said is almost like how how can I listen to anything when he just went there? Yeah, like all to right, me that's all right. what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna, I I think I'm gonna take a different take on this. I don't know if you expected this, but okay. Here's here's my point. You do care about several aesthetic qualities of church. Like you do think it needs a room and nice, a, a decent seats, maybe some call. Like there's a there's a few things even in your house church that you've started. Or you know, home church, whatever. What, I don't know the exact terminology you're using, but your smaller gathering church, um, you do think there needs to be maybe food, or there needs to be seats, or bathroom. There's a few things you need. So, in on the macro level, that guy's just saying, "Hey, we've spent all this money on cameras and lighting and all this stuff. Let's make it look good too with the crowd." That is maybe what he's saying, right? Like he's just saying another just aesthetic a, another value. Extension. I see what Toby's saying on that. I mean, but I, I mean that's that's all he's saying. I think. I, I mean, I, I I agree. It's stupid. Like he's actually spending time speaking to people about how to make church look better. So I'm 100 percent with you. But like the whole thing's in his, silly. In, but. in his yes, in his view, he's just doing like wait, we we spent all this an, time doing stuff. Yeah. Why would we waste that? With an, uh, I, I mean, because he's kind of right. If you were going to tune in and you saw, uh, you know. If there was actually a thousand people there, but you only saw thirteen, you would go, "What in the world? This is kind of right. weird. It well, looks that, weird." And that's the thing is, I, I, I don't doubt his intentions. What I'm saying right. though is, once he gets to that point, I'm like, intentions or not, I just think that I'm on a totally different yeah. planet from him. Well, so like that doesn't even compute. Like, why in the world? Like to me, that's treating people like they're dumbasses. Like, hey. For you to be interested in what we're doing, we need to make sure it looks like things are really happening. Yeah, no, like, that's I, for sure. That's just like, like that's just like how the sausage is made. You just don't want to see it or something. But for sure, that's that's there. But the the issue that's interesting to me is the way you're looking at yourself and saying skeptical. And I hear what you're saying, but I do get the feeling that you are. I mean. There is this pervasive feeling that skepticism is negative here. And I feel like you want to be the nice guy and take care of this guy and give him the benefit of the doubt and everything, but you feel skeptical. And I would say, as a skeptical person, skepticism is actually what I identify as my frame. Like, I approach strong things. Strong suit. It's your strong suit. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> I mean, let me try to defend it a little bit. I actually think it's 
positive. I think it's not, I don't think skepticism is a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing. So, I mean, in fact, I'd, I'd say it's like the way you figure you learn how what is true so that you can take truth and then go forward. And, and in science, it's that way. But it's, um, I mean, like I'm actually feel like a hopeful and optimistic person, but I know we can't get anywhere as a people or a society or culture or, or, or doing a science experiment until you get rid of the bullshit. You have to get rid of you. And people complain about this podcast or say that we are negative or skeptical. And I'm telling you, that's the problem everywhere is skepticism is to analyze something and to not give credit to it until it's proven and 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 it's a method of of going through stuff i mean i i think that's uh i don't think that's a negative way of looking at it and i think maybe people confuse skeptical with cynical maybe maybe cynical yeah. is like cynicism you know what so, is the difference i think cynicism is more like when you mistrust other people or their motives or like you have a lack of faith that anything could be good. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, I mean, yeah. if, think about it this way. Think of me as skeptical and you just think of Toby as cynical. <laughs> <laughs> so, you Thanks know, a lot. like, to, well, well, I mean, just think about like, it, like a lack of hope or, or, or like the distrust of others inherently. That, that would be, that, that, that's kind of negative. You well, know like, what I mean? To support, so, to support your point here, each of us, we're skeptical of, what we're doing with bad Christian as far as we don't think we're knocking it out of the park. We don't think that there's no areas of improvement. We think, uh, you know, Joey's off track here or, you know, Toby's doing too much of this or, you know, Matt's overthinking right. that. I mean, like we're constantly right. exactly. internally yeah. yes. evaluating and picking apart the very thing that we're of investing course. so much time and in. And so skepticism is the way you would approach anything that you want to methodically improve. That's all I'm saying. Right. So to me, I'm saying I'm skeptical. That's my outlook on something. When somebody says something, I don't give them any credit until it starts to make sense and they disprove doubt. I'm not, you know, and, th and if you apply that on a large level, that's how you, that's how you make progress with anything. And I, I really think in this day and age, we're in a crazy place where I think humans, and I know I'm slightly different than the average human, but humans in general are pretty wired for op just general uh, non-skeptical optimism. They're bad at, analyzing things and they they tend to like here's what i noticed people tend to want to prefer that they'll take an anecdote over a statistic any day like if you find some weird alt-right news that supports your point of view you just say yes or you have a friend that told you this worked for them or you went to sleep a certain time of night and an outcome happened you're like you you'll take that like people go to the bank with well my experience is a simple anecdotal things not very analytical and it's certainly not skeptical like they say, I took a Tylenol, felt better. Case closed. Not my headache went up. Could have gone. What are the other reasons my headache could have gone away? You know what I mean? Skepticism would ask those questions. Most people are not wired for that. But I'm going to suggest to you, and maybe that's been good in history or evolution or something. I'm going to suggest to you that going forward, I don't think it is. I think the we have more data, information sharing, and ability to connect and know stuff than we've ever had. And at this point, with the big data and the big way we can analyze things, I think we're – I'm hopeful that that's, like, how we're going to really improve everything. Like, I'm really optimistic about it because – you, you know what I mean? Like the statistical approach and the data approach and the analytical approach is, is I think, the way to go. I think we're on the almost the precipice of something good because of how we'll 
lean against our natural biases and stuff. Do you believe in too much skepticism? Like food, none of us says food is bad, but you can overeat. Can you be overly skeptical or you just think it's all healthy? I, I don't exactly follow what you're saying there. I'm just saying you're, you're saying that skepticism is a good thing and I agree with you. But can you have too much of it to where, like, for example, you don't want well, no. Bridget. No, the point, you don't want Bridget to constantly be skeptical of y'all's relationship. At some point, you'd be like, "Stop picking us apart." Well, no, I mean, like, skepticism just, means that you simply don't accept something until you can, until you can eliminate the other reasons for why it could be, until you arrive at a, a good, backed-up, analytical conclusion, and then you're totally good with it. So, if I've proven to my wife that we're good, then she should be good. Beyond that, to be paranoia. Anyway, right. and like. And I, I think it's weird because with our technology and the social media, I think everybody says everything's negative and um, it's, a, it's a weird phase, but I feel like we're just in a bad phase right now. Like people are saying, oh, with all the data, look where we're at. Everybody's negative on Facebook and things are sucking and echo chamber thing. All this stuff is bad, but I just think it's early. Like I'm very hopeful. I think it's very early. Like remember when cell phones came out and it was bad manners, people would just talk on them. They didn't know to put their phone down when they ordered or not. We don't know how to use all the technology we have. When the electrical grid came out, people were getting electrocuted left and right. It was messy. When cars came out, everybody got ran over, you know, like, you know, I, I just think we're really early on and use it, leaning into the analytical uh, data driven side of humanity and I think it's going to be really great and that's all born out of skepticism yeah did I lose you does that make sense it does so Toby take what Matt is saying and apply that to someone that goes on our Facebook and says you guys are a joke like how in the world can you call yourselves Christians when all you do is minimize, you know, sin and right. cuss and all that right. stuff? Would you say that's skepticism or being an asshole? I mean, you would you would take offense no, to we're that. Breaking but aren't they just being skeptical? Well, here here is the difference with that. What I where I would say Matt isn't right is there's a difference with doing something too. Like it's easy. Like I I feel like we're guilty of talking shit about the church and not doing a damn thing about it. I feel like we're trying and we're starting some things and. You know, our BC clubbers are helping us do that, and we're trying to make some differences. But that probably for a while there, people just thought, yeah, Toby's funny. He talks shit about the church. All right. But, I mean, maybe I was just talking shit, and that is being cynical, right? And, and Cyn- maybe that, well, that's a mix of cynic- cynicism and being skeptic. But I do think if somebody says, hey, bad Christian, man, you guys, all you're doing is doing seeing it, and then they do something about it, like they, they start their own podcast and or they do something else, I'm okay with that. I might totally disagree with them, but I do think there has to be some action taken or both of them. It doesn't matter if you're cynical or skeptic. It doesn't mean anything. It's just words, Well, right? part of the I mean, process is, is knocking out the bullshit. And I, I, have, I have no bad thought if all we do is clearly, concisely, and correctly criticize things that are wrong and sh- it, demonstrate and expose them. That is progress. That's step one. And it might take my whole lifetime to just do that, but I'd say that is a step forward. And I yeah, think I disagree. You, if you did that to your wife, she would leave you. Right. It doesn't help your wife. You, if you constantly go, yeah, you're a bad cook. I just want to tell you, you really don't cook tonight again. You did a really bad job. And that's all you ever said. It doesn't help. I'm saying now, if you said, hey, you're a really bad cook, but man, I love you sure. and I think you you enjoy cooking, yeah. so why don't we get you some classes or okay. why don't we do but this? We do have, we do? I mean, that's what I'm saying. But we do have a problem right? with not calling out our own stuff. Like the opposite approach of that is right. lying to somebody and telling them that everything they do is great. That does, We don't think that's great either. Right. And so you can't just, anything a Christian does, we do, like, this is how we got in this mess. 
anybody that's a Christian that does anything, I'll defend them no matter what because they're on my team. Right. I agree. That's I agree. That, that's the opposite of skepticism. You're not going to get anywhere when you do that. So if we use humor and break down stuff and try to, you know, I, I don't think that's negative. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yes, I'm diminishing yeah. what like some of the effects we've had for sure. I'm diminishing that. I do think you're right. Calling it out, saying what things are, but I do feel like there has to be some uh, put your money where your mouth is a little yep. bit and go, okay, well, I'm, I realize what's wrong. Let me see what else I can do. Yeah. At some point, though, we have to recognize that like people are different. They approach things differently. Like I, I, you guys will get a kick out of this. Like Priscilla listens to a lot of the liturgist, and obviously she's listened to a lot of bad Christian too. And she's just like, you know, sometimes you guys will annoy me with just how, you know, crass or church bashing or, you know, just little things here and there. She's just like, you guys just take too far. She's just like, but then I'll listen to the liturgist and I start getting sick of that because they're just so emo and try to pull on your heartstrings. And yeah. and it's like, right. we're not doing anything. Like Priscilla would not say your podcast is wrong and she wouldn't say liturgist is wrong, but it's two totally different angles, two totally different way of sure. approaching things. And you could pick us apart for things that you couldn't pick the liturgist apart and vice versa. And I just think that same thing applies to like the church. There are certain things that we see a certain way and that doesn't make it us right. Yeah. It just makes us, we see things differently. Well, than look, other we're going to fix stuff and things are going to be good. All I'm trying to pr- say here is the skeptical point of view is a positive one that aims to work on and improve things by exposing truth. That's what we need to approach Trump. We got to like, not just decide and, and not listen. We got to say, wait a second, let's analyze, let's figure this out. Let's debunk this and get it right. Let's be very skeptical of the guy. Isn't that sound, doesn't that sound good? We'll be skeptical. And when he proves a different thing, okay, we can adjust and we can change our mind. If we're going to have, we used to have cars that killed people and people opposed it because, well, they're killing people, cars. Well, now we're okay with cars. We're going to have self-driving cars in the future. And people will say, well, that's not right. That's not okay. Well, it might be, it actually might be messy at first and it will deserve and need criticism and skepticism. And that's how we get past it. Same with social media. It's It's kind of a zoo right now, but. We're all on the right track through skepticism. So I would just argue skepticism, not negative in principle and helpful applied to the church, politics, or self-driving cars. No? You surely say how the sausage is made a lot. That's like your favorite analogy. I do. <laughs> you say it all the time. I, almost every episode almost you say something episode, about the sausage being made. It's just a little I'll weird. I'll get a new analogy. Hey, maybe just come up with a new one. I'll get a new one. Just kind of gross. It, it actually grosses me out a little bit. I, I think that's the point that. of the analogy. I think that's what. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm cynical of how the <laughs> sausage is made, but I just want to say, just quit it. I, just how the, what about how the peanut butter is made or, or what? That's not it's good. It's not as graphic. <laughs> All right, let's, All take, right, a let's break. take a break. Yeah, we got uh, we have Jeremy from Comeback Kid. I'm excited to talk to him. So, okay, I'll tell you what I'm not skeptical of, and that's one of my best friends, and his name is Harry. <laughs> He's my best buddy. All right, so here here's the deal. Like Christmas is rolling around, and dudes, they're hard to shop for. I'm not gonna lie. Your dad, you think about what is my dad like? Don't buy him a damn tie. But you're just like, well, what else can I buy him? He's a grown ass man. He's got everything, you know. So here's the deal. Your dad's gonna shave. And I'm telling you, when I get in the shower and I know that it's shave time, I'm not joking around. From the point that I started using Harry's razors, I'm like, man, I actually like this. I like picking up that handle. Like now I've got this Harry's razor and it's like a newer edition and it's like soft. You know, it's 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 firm, but it's soft too. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like I 
cannot get over just the closeness and the comfortable glide of using a Harry's razor. And uh, if you haven't heard about them before, Harry's was started by two best friends, Jeff and Andy. They're fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they started their own razor company to give people what they deserve. And that's a great shave for a fair price. So this holiday, Harry's is offering a limited edition shaving set. Midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can get engraved with initials. That's pretty badass. And that handle is not going anywhere. It'll last for years. And you get three of Harry's German engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave. Foaming gel that smells amazing. Beautifully designed gift box. And this goes for $30 on harrys.com. Now, when you think about the quality of this stuff and the, the nice gift packaging and the engraving and all that stuff, this is, this is a steal. But then take it a step further. They're going to offer uh, handles and sets starting at just 10 bucks if you haven't tried Harry's for yourself. So uh, you get $5 off your order when you enter uh, BC Pod at checkout. So if you go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and at checkout, BC Pod, uh, they, they're going to give you $10 off this gift set. Sorry, $5 off this gift set. Unbelievable. Perfect idea. And I'm telling you, when you get this, and uh, you're going to be delighted to give this to whoever you're giving it to. All right. Everybody is hearing about Lyft. It's such a good service. It's such a good app. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's so cool. It is a ride sharing app where you can get a driver, you can request a driver, and they show up in three and a half minutes on average. I mean, that's faster than like Jimmy John's. That's insane. I can't believe it. And and here's why I like it. I have always felt a little awkward doing ride shares because I'm, I am I overthink it and I go, am I going to talk to the driver? Are they going to be weird? Are they going to be creepy? That's why Lyft is so great. They have a 10-point safety standard, including criminal and DMV background checks, and you will always be able to get around quickly and safely. That's what I think is so cool. For me and my family, we always choose Lyft because it's so easy, it's so efficient, and the drivers are great. That's what I love about it. Every Lyft driver is rated after every ride, so only the best stick around. It's pretty cool. Now, the other cool thing about it, too, there's sometimes there's that weird thing about tipping or whatever. With the Lyft app, you can tip in the app, which obviously will lead to happier drivers. Um, and also, 9 out of 10 of those drivers get a perfect 5-star rating from the passengers. And you get to do that. You get to decide, hey, I like this driver. They're awesome. I'm giving them the five stars. That's all your choice, which is really cool. So it's just a better all-around experience. Lyft is the fastest growing and highest rated ride-sharing app. I'm serious. I'm talking quality over quantity. They're not the biggest, but they're the fastest growing, and they are just getting bigger and bigger day by day. So if you're out there partying with your friends, avoid drunk driving. Don't do that stuff. If you are, you know, I'm so happy that stuff like this exists. Like Lyft is going to, I put my mind at ease when my children are able to go out and party and have a good time. I know they're not going to be doing something stupid. That's why Lyft's so cool. So right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal. Get three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value when you enter promo code Bad. Christian. So just download the free Lyft app today, enter promo code bad Christian in the payment section. You'll start with three free rides up to $10 each, and that's a $30 value. That's up to a $30 value. That's crazy. That's promo code bad Christian. Enter bad, download the app, Lyft, L Y F T. Download that app right now. It's such a great app. It's so easy to use. I love it. And enter promo code bad Christian 
4th. Up to three free rides, up to $10 each. So cool. All right. And so what I have to tell you about is Zip Recruiter. Now, here's the thing. Are you hiring? Do you know where to even post jobs to find the best candidates? I've hired a bunch of people in my lifetime. I've worked with a bunch of people. I've had a lot of partners. And my goodness, it would have been nice if I could have selected better in some cases. Like, can you imagine getting the resume for a podcast co-host and it's depressed person who clears his throat in the microphone and rambles on and on and makes no sense half the time. I, I could have rejected the Joey outright. If he, if I'd have just used zip recruiter, I could have found a better co-host. Just kidding, Joey. Um, co-founder, you're my co-founder and you're, you're my guy, but I ha- we have had a million employees that are not great. I mean, it's happened um, over and over again, but with zip recruiter, you can post your job to a hundred plus websites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter with a single click. And you can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. You just post once and watch qualified candidates roll into Zip Recruiter's easy to use interface. So you won't have to juggle emails, uh, people calling you. What did you try? The help wanted sign in the window? I don't think that's going to make any sense. So you can Use their interface and quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person. And you can do it quickly. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over a million businesses. That's not a coincidence. That's for a reason. It's been used by a million businesses so far. You should be using it too. So right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. One more time, try it free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. All right, Jeremy, welcome All to right. the show, man, my friend. What's up, man? I'm Joey. I'm Jeremy. What's up, dude? <laughs> All right, so Jeremy, let's let's just jump right in with what you said, uh, you know, just as a, uh, maybe it was a goof you said in your email, the last, one of the last correspondences we had. It, uh, can, do you remember what you, how you described yourself? Uh, Jacob, can you pull that loosely, up? I probably said something about being a uh, Mennonite, vegan dad, living in sin, as uh, <laughs> my my old ways would have uh, would 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 have uh, told me I was doing. There you go. So and it was a forty year old Canadian band yes. dude living yes. in sin, Mennonite, <laughs> new dad, vegan, crazy. Now, now Mennonites. What? Give me a little information on Mennonites. They're very conservative, right? Is that, I mean, what, I don't know much about Mennonites. That's your upbringing. Well, there's all kinds. So the part of part of Canada that uh, that I'm from is uh, the province is called Manitoba, and in southern Manitoba, there there were a lot of people that immigrated here probably in the mid, uh, well, the mid century, last century, like the 50s, 40s, 50s. Um, there's a lot of well, no, actually earlier, probably late 1800s, 1900s, they came and they were escaping persecution in Russia. And so they they always kind of kept to themselves. So they're looking for you know, a new place to kind of settle down and not be bothered, essentially. So they came here and uh, I guess just set up different communities. And yeah, the sort of the the generation I'm from was kind of coming out of the really old school um, way of thinking where... You know, there, there's different sects. So there are some where there's like no instruments in church. There's um, absolutely no uh, interaction with yeah. 
difference, you know, the, the sexes, like the men sat on one side of the church, the women sat on the other side. So that's kind of the background. That wasn't necessarily my experience, but that's sort of where we came out of. And, Jeremy, is it yeah. common for people in the Mennonite church to start tough guy, hardcore bands? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. I, the, the, the home I grew up in, um, Petra was not allowed. Um, DC talk would be, would, would be frowned upon. Um, just any, any sort of exciting music in general was uh, anything that had a beat was very, uh, <laughs> very frowned upon. My church was the same way with the beat, man. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Um, so you growing up and what, what got you into doing hardcore music? How'd you get there from being a Mennonite? Well, I, I lived in the city called Winnipeg for over 20 years, but before that I just, you know, grew up in the country. So we lived in, uh, we moved around a lot. So we lived in rural Manitoba quite a bit. So I definitely always had to, uh, rely on other people's tapes and stuff like that. So I, I, you know, anytime right. I heard an electric guitar, it always got me excited. So I always, always gravitated to that sort of music to begin with. And then, uh, this is where it probably gets a little weird. I started listening to Bob Larson. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that former TV evangel or actually no. radio evangelist. No. Oh, he casted out demons on, on radio and stuff <laughs> like that. He was, he was one of those over the top types, but yeah. anyways, for some, some reason he was very anti-Christian rock and then sort of, uh, had a, had a change of heart, I guess. And then got into like speed metal and uh, thrash bands like tourniquet and deliverance, vengeance oh rising. I don't God. know if those names ring a bell. Wow. But for so me, that, that was sort of my, uh, my gateway to heavy music. And then, uh, yeah, when I was 18, I just went straight to the city and had to do music. So I, I kind of discovered hardcore somehow when I was 18, 19 years old. And then, uh, so a TV evangelist led you to hardcore music <laughs> in, a, in a weird roundabout way. I absolutely loathe that, that person right now, but, uh, yeah, he was, he, so, was, so he was a bit of a <laughs> interesting individual. If you fast forward a little bit, you get comeback kid coming together yep. being a face down band about 2002 and I, what is what i call tough guy hardcore i think it's really neat and that was it was all christians i mean you guys were like i, I know it wasn't a christian band in an evangelistic way and stuff like that but you that's the heartbeat of the band was christian people mm. doing that thing that's that's kind of how we started at that time it was actually mm -hmm. two year 2000 um but yeah like Andrew and I, um, who sings for the band now, we were, we are, I guess, technically still in another band called figure four. And that was more tough guy, hardcore. And okay. it was definitely, definitely a Christian band. Like, you know, uh -huh. we did the, the pray before you get in the van, pray yeah. sometimes, you know, do the, do the, um, group hug around the, the bass drum, you know, two <laughs> minutes before you start and have yeah, that. Powwow we, type. We've done we that, that before. We were, we, we were that kind of a band. Y'all say Jesus between the songs once in a while. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, were you a leader in that? Like, were you pushing that too? Were you one of the guys who were like, hey, we got to pray? I don't know if I would have been the uh, instigator so much, but I, I was definitely on board. There's no question yeah. about that. And even yeah. with Comeback Kid, um, when we started the, you know, you know, fast forward just a little bit from figure four, when we started the band, I was definitely more the type that wanted to, I, I was totally on board with not being a Christian band, but I was definitely um, always, you know, wanting to have that be a part of our band very early on but yeah they, we, we were definitely all in agreement we were all christians but not going to be a christian band there's there's two yeah. things about that that are that are uh compelling or 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 cause people to want to do that and one is uh you feel like maybe it's almost superstitious you're like well if we do this good thing 
and we pray and we're Christian, then we'll be blessed with our band, you know, because people just want to be in a successful band. So I wonder how much of it is like we need to, it's almost superstitious. Like if we pray before and we put God first, our band will succeed. Right. I know that is a part of the immature undercurrent. And the other one is, I think it's just easier. Sometimes people give you breaks or you get church gigs and stuff like that. So there's a couple of things in favor of bands leaning Christian and taking it very seriously. Yeah, there, there, there were definitely those things I think in our scene, but I, I, I think we were at, at, at a certain period, we were, we were, um, on board with, uh, you know, being that band that could hopefully have a positive impact on people. Yeah. But, um, I, it, it's kind of funny cause I kind of see, I was listening to little snippets of you guys talking earlier about, uh, being skeptical and this and that. So in cynicism, so I might almost take a different angle with what you just said about hoping for like, you know, the band to prosper, but more like maybe if we don't pray before we get in the van, something bad might happen. Oh, or, you know, yeah. if we Still don't pray before, we might have a really bad gig. <laughs> yeah. So did you, it fell apart for you. Like, I mean, you did this whole thing and, and, you know, I know the story a little bit more than other people. And you said you're almost nervous to explain it, but you, have you, have you deconverted from faith over this whole time? Uh, yeah, at this point, at this point, I'd have to say, yeah, um, I I don't know exactly, you know, when things happen, like w- at what point would I have one day when I would have said, yeah, I'm a Christian the next day, I would have said no. But, you know, there's definitely uh, a black and white period of my life where, you know, at one point I was definitely in and now I would definitely say I'm not. Um, it, it, it was, I don't know, it's like ev- evolution. It's a, it's a, it's a process. It's, you know, questioning so many different um, different things that you are now willing to question. You see things from a different angle. Um, I think just being in a band, touring with you know, m- you know, the majority of bands that we toured with are definitely not Christian. And yeah. I love to have those honest conversations with people that are like, like you believe this, and then I just started questioning things more than I was willing to. I think in my in my twenties and maybe early thirties. What, what got you there though? What, what is it just questions? I mean, what did, was it the strict upbringing? I mean, what do you think led you to go? Yeah. I don't know if I believe anymore. Um, I like the strict upbringing. I think that, you know, that played a role, I think in keeping me towing the line to some degree. But like I said, I was legitimately on board with, uh, with the idea. Um, but yeah, just, just over time, like just questioning things that just didn't, you know, didn't, didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, just the idea of, you know, different religions around the world. Like I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but like in India, there seems to be a lot of people that somehow are born into a certain religion and stay there in Pakistan, you know, Muslims seem to be like, even if I break down Mennonites, you have like so many different sects of Mennonites and where you guys come from, I'm sure it's like Baptists. You have different kinds of Baptists and, you know, the, the children that, you know, started going to those churches, a lot of them stay there and, you know, very little gets questioned. And I just, I guess I just kind of came to a point where I was just questioning a lot of things. And I was like, at what point, you know, do I have to really take a big step back and, uh, you know, wonder, am I, am I actually, do I actually believe what I, what I believe? Like, you know, I, I, I'm looking more for facts and, and evidence and, there doesn't seem to be too much more supporting what I believe compared to this other religion that they also believe they're the one true way. I think for me, it, one thing I want to ask, this is interesting for me because I always, so I've wrestled with my own faith 
maybe my whole life, but you know, just, just trying to decide like, what, this sounds crazy. Do I believe that this lady was really a virgin and that, you know, and you're exactly right. I mean, if I wasn't born in South Carolina, United States, but you know, if I was born in any other country in the world, would I, would I have a, I, I would actually have a, for sure, a factual lower percentage of being a Christian, most likely, right? And so now, and, and I've been told, oh, wait, I got to convince those people that they need to be Christian. But I've, I've always thought this, but like, what were there times in your faith and life? I mean, do you look back and there were times you're like, man, this is supernatural? Like, were, did you have supernatural experiences? Were there things where you're like, there's no explanation other than God that you had? Because I've had those. I've had like real times where when I have those doubts and questions, I go, yeah, but I mean, there's been a few times where I just, I mean, I, I felt God's presence or something like that. Did you have that? Or are you able to get rid of that too? Yeah, I think I did, was able to, uh, it's going to be hard for me to articulate, I think, but um, I, early on, I just think it's really easy to get excited about an idea. Um, the more you just immerse yourself and, you know, it's, it's, it's almost not necessarily believing, but just wanting to believe you can, right. you can feel things. Um and it's taught to you as fact, right? You were taught, I mean, that, that's the big thing about religion is from an early age, you're taught as fact that it's, it is fact, you know, that God is fact. The, the church that I grew up in is in, in no uncertain terms would be like, if I would ha- to have this conversation with whoever the current pastor would be like, I am on a path to hell and there's absolutely no negotiating that because I, I do not have Christ in my heart, right? That's that's right. that's a non-negotiable sort of thing. Um, and you know, I think having that kind of you know thing that you grow up with, it it becomes a part of you, and you want to believe, you want to feel like you 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 want to feel these songs that you're these praise and worship songs. You want to have these 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 moments where it just kind of confirms that I know and. I there were times where I was I, I know I, I hate to admit this but I was trying to convince myself that I felt that feeling you know yeah, yeah. and looking yeah. back a little more a little more skeptically trying to be a little more rational with where I was at in my head yeah. um, I I don't think I I don't think I was there and I I feel people can also attain that sort of um, feeling in other areas um, like whether it's certain kinds of meditation um, other religions you know can, right perhaps perhaps experience that because I know um, if you talk to you know different Catholics that are really immersed in uh, you know finding what's it called the Fatima yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the Virgin Mary where she's she's crying or she's got blood you know those are those yeah. are experiences that people will cling on to their their whole life and you, I, I just wonder how those things are constructed because I'm a skeptic I don't believe it you know like yeah plain and simple. Jeremy, did you have to come out to people? Like, I mean, if you're steeped that deeply in Mennonite culture and stuff like that, did you, have you gone through with your parents or uh, other loved ones and close people and had to tell them you don't believe? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely had that conversation, um, you know, with my parents and it was, it was, it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation because, you know, they're so convinced of what they believe and to see their son now on a, on a path to destruction where he's going to burn for eternity, you know, it, it bothers them. And I understand that, you know, like, but at the same time, I have to be 100% honest with myself and I want to be honest with everybody else too. It's just, it's, it's, I'm, it's not out of rebellion. I'm, it's not out of some, you know, I'm going to get back at you for what you did to me as a child doing, you know, it's not, it's nothing like that. It's just, <laughs> I, I am honestly convinced that, that, that is not, not the way. And it's, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's that? 
other podcast, uh, The Thinking Atheist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Uh-oh. Seth Andrews, I think I've heard, you know, just the term like, like uh, extraordinary, um, extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence, you know, mm. and that's, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like I, I'm a, I'm not a scientist, but I love the idea of science where, you know, you know, you need, you need certain kinds of evidence to get you from A to B. Yeah. No. So would you say, would you say zero? I mean, uh, just, just to kind of get uh, clear context with where you're at zero supernatural or more agnostic. Like maybe there is, maybe there's not. I, I, I have no evidence to go on that. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying there 100% could never be, or wouldn't there will like, you know, but just, just based on where I'm at in life, the way I, I view it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe that there is. Do your parents think that they messed up? <laughs> Like did you, did they say oh no we failed somehow and didn't make our son Christian or Mennonite you know did they did they feel any responsibility for your soul going to burn for eternity they will to some degree but at the same time I anybody that knows my parents know that they they they're just so involved like they they were yeah. like you know they they were like you know every Sunday every Wednesday was a Bible study we were involved like my dad was part of you know men's prayer breakfasts yeah. and uh, what, what do they think is the cause that you left them what what do they think is the the rock music yeah, what's their point of view oh the, the, they definitely would would think that that is a factor for sure for sure <laughs> yeah. oh, man. now well, they're I mean, kind of right they're a little bit right, <laughs> right. yeah that's how that's your experiences and how it happened yeah. well, they, well they're they're a little bit right and and that's the thing just just being being exposed to like i i find that the more people oh, travel weird. like i think traveling is is huge like the more you travel, the more you interact with different people from around the world, different backgrounds. If you wanted to keep people under your thumb and like make sure they didn't like reject their faith, you would you could literally say that's why you should stay away from rock music and 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 travel also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look what just don't to him. go anywhere, and you'll be more likely to stay a Christian. That's true, right? <laughs> Isn't that true? It's it, it's true. Keep them in a bubble. Just keep don't learn anything or <laughs> no, go I, anywhere. I, I, I'm not trying to more be more likely uh, to stay a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here, here's here's what I would say for me, and and a oh, lot of man. people would be really pissed off about what I'm about to say, and that's what I think is a huge problem with the church is just let people process for crying out loud. But what you articulated exactly as far as you know, um, people that are born into the Hindu faith and they never change, and just all sorts of denominations and people believe differently, and they, I mean, they're raised a certain way and all that. It's like I, I personally still believe in Jesus. I believe that, uh, Jesus's death meant something. And, uh, you know, I kind of lean towards, we, we actually all need that to get to God. But what doesn't make sense is that this <laughs> very short period of time that we're all on this earth and some people choose, you know, for 60 or 70 years, just to go with the flow of their family and how they were brought up. Jesus is going to be like, yep, sorry you know, sorry, things didn't work out for you. I know you were born in a certain culture and raised a certain way. And again, I'm processing that. I'm trying to figure it out, but it just seems like if, if eternity is, is real, I don't understand why God's redemption process would just last such a short span of time. And you're just shit out of luck right after you die. So I would say that I am getting further and further away of this very black and white people that don't accept Jesus here on this earth by putting their faith in them in him are just lost throughout all eternity. I just, I just, maybe that's true. And 
if it is, okay, but I, I'm just not there right now. But, Joey, you do think that he's right. going to be annihilated, right? <laughs> I mean, don't don't no, you think I mean, that? I think either annihilated or whether he <laughs> or or whether or not he believes in Jesus, Jesus actually his death will be applied to him somehow. Like I, I don't I'm not so sure that Jesus' right. death won't affect people that that through their whole life didn't believe in him. I do think I, that that's probably our terminology is what hurts Christianity. Like we say, <laughs> like we say, yeah, man, he died and, and he was annihilated. <laughs> like you die. Dying is bad, but then after you die, you got to get annihilated. That will be merciful for you, Jeremy, to simply be annihilated is the best case scenario for in our You view. should have never left Canada, my friend. So what's the step further you were going to take us, Jeremy? Oh, I, um, you were, yeah, just talking about the short short amount of time people have to kind of figure it out and make that, de- that decision, right? Am I yeah. uh, taking the narrow path or my, you know, broad is the way to hell kind of thing, right? Well, I think... One thing that bothered me was just going back even before, like before, you know, just, just using the biblical story before time, right. Before, before everything was created. And I just like the, you know, we have the free will ass angle in there, but why would you create, you know, billions of souls knowing that the vast majority of them are going to perish, right? Because that's right in the Bible, right? Like, like narrow is the way, you know, like that, that, that kind of mentality just stops me short because I need those questions answered before I can, before mm-hmm. I, you know, I could progress into any of the other finer details of Christianity. Cause it just, it just seemed like, like such a cruel outlook. It just seems so like, you know, the, the bronze, bronze age prophet style of just keeping a, a culture in line. Well, here's the huge problem that I I think that we are just coming around to start acknowledging, and that is you can't just read the Bible at a surface level and take those words, and and as we read them in English with the lenses of 21st century and run with it, we just can't do that. In fact, there's got to be a whole lot of work done to really understand. So I would say exactly what you said that's that's what i'm getting further and further away from even believing and and i would call myself 100% christian 100% believe that jesus is who he said he was and i don't think he he created billions and billions of people that are going to suffer for eternity and i i know a lot of for some people a lot of people would say well you're a heretic and you're not a christian and i would say no nah, there's there's probably room for people like me that yeah don't have all the questions. I think one of the biggest weaknesses is that we, we really have told ourselves that the revelation of God ended thousands of years ago or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's, that's what we got. God, God showed up, you know, people were around and then all of a sudden God showed up in the flesh for like 30 years and that was everything. And then there were some cool guys for a few years after that, but that's about it. As opposed to like, like I cannot see God, uh, you know, let's say uh, disciplining us for actually seeking truth. God, that you, if there is a God, then and a Creator, then you, then what you're doing right now is actually seeking the truth. So what you like, you, what you just said is, if you can find answers, you'll believe those answers. That's what you're searching for. So that that's what that's I right. That's what that's what science comes down to, right? If there's evidence, there's evidence, right? You know, if 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 things. You know, if it if it smells like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it, it, it it's a duck, right? right. Um, that that that's just where I'm at because when it comes to religion, it's just such a nebulous blur of um, 
ideas and even just with it, like, like just to go back to, uh, sorry, I'm getting all the names straight. I think Joey is in the white shirt. Yep. Yes. 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 What you were saying. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought thinking of shirts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the enemy, man. It's, it's the enemy. Uh, oh, what was I about how people read the Bible? Yeah. I think just, just more back to, um, just, just how people are just living in this sort of, uh, confused short span state where you're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, it's funny too, is where, where, where you're at right now. I think we're the same age. Are you 40? I'm 40. April, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the, the same, same age. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're April too. You're March. Yeah. I'm March. Y'all are way better looking than you. Like, yeah, I know. Damn, damn, that's, 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 I was born on a full moon. So. Oh, really? I found out a few years ago that I was born out of wedlock. A little different, but oh. <laughs> well, uh, conceived. conceived close. I was yeah. close to being born out of wedlock too, but it was, yeah, yeah I was uh, <laughs> conceived out of wedlock. I guess you're right. Um, I was going to say, is that now you said you're a dad and you're 40. Is it feel weird to be, do you feel like you're in a, a weird spot right now? Or do you feel comfortable? I, I feel quite comfortable. I mean, I, I'm not one to ever be completely settled and I'm always, I'm always fidgety. I'm always thinking I'm always like things don't stop. So, but as far as where I've come from and where I am now, um, I feel like I'm, I'm at a healthy spot to be a dad, not a perfect dad, but, uh, you know, I, I heard this quote, I'm not sure if I'm going to get it right, but it's, it's not, you you don't want to teach people what to think, but how to think. And that's, that's, that's sort of, going to be my lifelong goal with my son not that i again i'm not going to get that right every time because we always carry a bias with us regardless of of how hard we try not to but um i I just think it's so like what i've seen from the church just being in it and seeing it from the outside and i was watching your election i was always very curious to see what the james dobsons and whatever we're saying about trump and what whatnot right so it's it's there's a lot of followers looking to these leaders this is crazy donald trump what oh we follow okay we follow and so these there's so many people looking for that kind of guidance and you know back to your skeptical discussion I, i was thinking I don't know if it's the exact opposite, but they're, they're skeptical. And the, to me, the opposite would be gullible, where you just kind right. of like take right. everything exactly. that comes in. Oh, this is what the church has. This if is it's what within your group. I eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. it changed? Why? Oh, I, I don't know. It, it just did. Okay. Then I thought, you know. Right. And I, I love the skeptical angle, which is very different than being cynical, because you're, you're just constantly questioning. As long as it's a healthy skepticism, because I think, yeah, you can get into that cyn- cynical sort of you know, well, I don't know, yeah. turbulent waters, but. And there's also this knee jerk reaction that people have to your comment of, Hey, why would a God create billions of people that he know will, uh, you know, go to hell forever. People's knee jerk reaction is, well, who are you to, to speak against God? And they want to throw Job at you or something. But I think there's gotta be also a place for, well, wait a second, God made you as a person that is going to naturally react to things in a certain way. And it's like, that can't be wrong. And then secondly, Christians, like we don't want to be there with you. So we throw like a theological formula at you and say, well, here's why you can't go there because you know, who are you? Your, your thoughts and your ways are not like God's and there is justice and you just don't understand. He is good all the time. And it's just like, wait a second. It's okay to be stumped 
that's humanity's problem is is we need to have the answer we want to have if we don't have the answer we make yeah. one up that's and right. that's that that's kind of what i have seen in the church as well like like i don't want to shit all over my you know people i've been with in the past but like you know like Katrina rips through like New Orleans. Ah, you know why that happened? Because of the homosexuals. Right. Oh, this 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 natural disaster happens. Ah, you know why? Because in yeah. Miami, you know, this is what you know. Or right. It's it's just that that constant like you know the the 2006 tsunami hit. Ah, you know why that happened? The Muslims. You know. No, it's, ma- and, it's mainly gay people cause most natural yeah. disasters. Yeah. That's a known fact in Christianity. <laughs> yeah. God, it is, that, that's always been so funny to me. God's biggest concern is sex. Yeah. God, 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 most natural he, disasters yeah. have been caused by homosexuality and human yeah. and, and throughout humanity. God, God created sex and then he just hated it. <laughs> it's the number one thing to send you right to annihilation. What is it like now touring as a 40-year-old though? Like with with the band and stuff. You you feel different? You still able to rock out and stuff? I feel old sometimes oh, i definitely feel old i'm not gonna lie I'm nine times out of ten the oldest person on the yeah. on the tour luckily we got to do <laughs> uh do a couple dates with uh sick of it all on their last uh or on their 30 year anniversary run so that that was my uh my uh i get to feel young again yeah, tour but yeah for the most part yeah i'm generally the old guy i don't know i still feel it like i i'm i, I you know people you know i guess when you get to this age people start asking you so how much longer is the band going for it I, my, my, the best answer I can give them is as long as I feel we're still somewhat relevant, you know, the yeah. kids are coming to the shows and they're still asking if we're going to make another record, then I still feel like we're, we're, we're doing all right. But I think it's, it's important to kind of also be aware of our expiry date. Like you don't want to be that, that band that's on stage still, you know, chasing the dream, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like, guys, I think we're, we're done, but no, I, 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 I personally, I feel like I'm in a pretty pretty good spot still with music like we're in the middle of writing a new record and uh you know the ideas have come so it's yeah i'm still still very happy to be doing it that's cool are y'all going on tour soon not really yeah we're it's we're in that writing writing right and it's end of the year yeah the end of the year we have like uh like just some some random stuff that we're doing but it's more uh we live all all across the country so we're going to be flying back and forth and doing some some sessions putting it together so yeah. well, Jeremy, awesome. last thing i want to ask you before we go yes. is uh i've been dying to ask somebody close to victory records you've been a victory <laughs> band for a while um and i think i remember I, one I think, <laughs> yeah i think you're not now but victory just lost a big lawsuit and they've had a lot of suspicion and you know i mean between you and me and everybody listening <laughs> most people think victory and tony bromo is is a, a douchebag or something but I, i'm curious if you have a comment on that oh boy uh, um <laughs> well yeah we're not we're not on the label anymore we uh we had one of those uh three record deals with the fourth option if we sold enough so we did our four full lengths um yeah, so we're off the label. So I guess I can say whatever I want now, right? You can. You don't have to, but you can if you want to. What's that? You you don't have to, but you, you can if you to. want okay, to. Okay, right. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, it's this has been a thing ongoing for years. This isn't the first one. Like, Hatebreed's mm-hmm. been there. Hawthorne Heights has been there. I think Thursday was there. Everybody's yeah. like yeah. had some real issues with the label when it comes to you know the royalties being paid and whatnot. And I also have to say that there, I've talked to bands that are very happy to be on there they feel like they're getting paid fairly right so mm-hmm. i i want to be honest on that side but you know when there's so many bands and you know i 
I'm not an accountant. I don't know. I, you know, there's times I like, sorry, Tony, if you're watching this, but in all honesty, I don't know if we're getting paid. <laughs> we're too. supposed to be getting paid because, <laughs> you know, we, we're an international band and we've, uh, we've done a ton of touring and, uh, you know, we've, we've, I feel like we've sold a lot more records than we've been paid for, but um, <laughs> who, who am I to who am I to know? But I mean, it, I, I don't I don't know what uh, Data Remembers books look like, but you know what? If they were, uh, are you happy for Data to remember, or are you sad for Tony? If, if they're if they're out like that kind of money, and you know, they I I don't have any reason to not believe them. You know, yeah. Like why would why would they like like because we always wonder like. Well, if they owe us thousands of dollars, would it even be worth it for us like to open up this like case against mm-hmm. them? Work from Canada to the US that complicates things and it would end up costing us so much money that the money that we'd be chasing would probably, you know, be not worth it, right? A brand right. like that is huge, right? So it yep. was worth it for them to to chase it down. So I so mean, it sounds like you're happy for their for their uh imparting the pun victory in the lawsuit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any anytime like I mean the music industry is kind of cruel because they take, you know, dumb people like me who enjoy playing music who will live and die for being on the road, especially when you were younger, right? Now it gets a little mm-hmm. harder. But uh, you know, it's easy to take advantage of people like us, you yeah. know. It's very easy. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's assholes running running labels that have that you know, have it down to a science. Like, you know, there's probably things that even bands that think they're getting paid legitly that aren't, you know? So, right. Absolutely. Oh, well, dude, we really appreciate you being on the Thank show. You. No, I appreciate you guys yeah. having me. Yeah. What's our common friend, Scott, right? From Zayo. Scott, yes. yeah, yeah. Scott yeah. Mellinger from yeah. Zayo is the one that said, yeah, man, you guys got to talk to Jeremy. It'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Back in, back in June, we played a festival together in June. We were just talking about our past and where we are now. And he's like, dude, you got to be on this podcast. I'm going to email them and let them know that I, <laughs> I think you, <laughs> you, awesome. you need to do it. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, I'm really glad that we had you, Jeremy. It's nice to talk to you. I think we've been around each other before. I know we've seen figure four yeah. or even played with them at some point yeah, or and, and comeback yeah. kid. I know it's happened before, but we've never gotten to talk and I have enjoyed talking to you tonight well well sooner or later we'll uh we'll run into each other i'm sure yeah we'll do it again so thank you jeremy right. talk thanks, to you man. sorry thank that you you're gonna be annihilated man sorry for your knowledge sorry we won't share eternity together see you in hell <laughs> okay. no, i'm not kidding let's pray for that dude i'm not kidding i'm glad he's gone but we got to pray for him <laughs> hey toby did you catch the point that there's a really fun thing that happened I got one to rewind to see if I can get it exactly right. But there was a point in there where Joey was just softly talking about where he's at with Christianity, where he said, because uh, Joey's a pastor of a church, by the way. Let, right. me, let me let everybody know. Joey is the campus pastor of a church. And he says, I don't know where I'm at with everything. I, I, I like Jesus. I'm into it. And I lean towards uh, he's the way to God. <laughs> No, Joey you're said, taking it out of context. You're the, you know, Jesus. Is no, you the lean way towards it. You lean <laughs> towards that Jesus. way. <laughs> like you're not sure about anything, but he leans toward the Jesus. No, thing. you took it yeah. out of context. I remember exactly what I was saying, but I'm not going to defend myself. I'm Here's the thing: I, 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 I used to, but I don't feel any like. I think I used to be scared or worried that I, I would stop believing or that something. And like, you don't have to have that fear when you talk to somebody that believed and doesn't anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't like. I still believe I did like when he talks about needing answers and facts, I totally respect that. And I get that. I actually have spiritual experiences that are personal yep. to me that happened in my life that I just don't have another answer for than Jesus and God. I'm the same God. way. And that, you know what I mean? that's, that's, me too. that's the question. So, but that but I it's have. okay that he hasn't and that he's yep. searching for that. 
Now, That's I hope funny. he believes in Jesus one day. I want, you know, I'd love it if he became a Christian tonight or, you know, this conversation, but that doesn't make me think less of him. In fact, it makes me think more because I actually think he's wrestling with God. I think that's what he's doing, maybe. Yeah, but here's, here's the, here's the dilemma that I was in. And I know you guys are not with me in this, but when, because you I, lean towards Jesus, when I was way, he's very sure. black and white with Leaning. like people that don't believe go to hell, Leaning. conversations with this guy was very troublesome because I'm the same way with you, man. I cannot not believe like there are times I'm telling you and I've described it this way before where it's just like for a split second I'm like oh my gosh what am I doing in life what am I believing is anything true and it's like Jesus Christ not like this force but like personal Jesus it's almost like he taps me on the shoulder he's like hey what you've been believing hey buddy hey little buddy (laughs) it's been pretty you know a lot of the stuff that you added to me has been pretty jacked up but I am real. I am who I said I was. You can keep believing. I will annihilate you. <laughs> and you're okay. Like, why Why wouldn't someone else have that same gift? Like, I didn't ask for that. You're the elect, and what my you just described is exactly what I'm describing, too. Why would, why would God do that for me and you? I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that's interesting. We all want to believe in Jesus up to a point, like all the good stuff and everything, and then when it gets hard, like hell or why do people die, why is there pain and suffering, we go, yeah, Jesus can't be that way. That's the, that, and that's the, kind of what he was saying, some of that human condition. We all question and maybe are skeptic or something, and it doesn't make sense. Why, if there's a God that is all good, why would he allow some of the shit that happens on earth? That's a really sure. great question to, to try and find an answer to. And I think yeah. God can answer that. If he's real, he will. But I know for me, but what I, what I think is really cool is the landscape is big enough in this re- thing we're calling reality or whatever that he can try to find truth. And so can I, and I call mine Jesus or God or, you know, in, in certain instances, I guess. And so Absolutely. I think it's, it's big enough for both of us. But anyway, yeah. all right. That's all good stuff. All right. So uh, I just want to thank, the BC club. Uh, I've got something that we got something that we're going to talk about next week for the BC club and some new members and new stuff going on, I think starting next week, but I want to thank them because it's the thing's been growing like crazy since we added our second episode. We have, I know it's been awesome. We have, we have another episode that only the BC club gets and we've, uh, we've read the, Redevise the perks and the community there. It's a really awesome community. And if you've been thinking about it, I would urge you to join this week, the BC Club. You go to thebcclub.com and uh, join us over there. You'll get an extra episode of the podcast and you'll meet the rest of the, the group. It, it's a good stuff. And these people these people did it. And that's Jordan Murphy, Richard Leva, Jill Dahir, Stephen Henning, Dustin Woodland, Stephen Soto, Andy Gonzalez, Betsy Misho. Tyler J. Carter, MJ from Vancouver, Alex Hayes, Ryan Fritz, Roman Pershaga, Jake Frazier, and Nicholas Rademacher. We Thank you, guys. We are almost in love with you. Yep. All right. So last thing I want to tell you, again, I'm going to remind you, go to bc.supply. Check out our new quality goods stuff. It's good stuff that you will love. So check that out. And you get it for somebody for Christmas. Get them a nice wallet or something. And we do have our Christmas party and the BC uh, Pod Global Christmas Party coming up. So go to badchristian.com. And if you're in Seattle or the Northwest, come visit us in person. If you're not, wait a couple more days, sign up, and we will see you on our online uh, Christmas party. Yeah. And that's all I got, guys. All right. In his name and his righteous judgment also known as extinctionism or destructionism. Annihilation is the Christian belief that the last judgment, those not receiving salvation, are destined for total destruction. May you go in peace. 
been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.